Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. It's hard to spend any amount of time considerably into this space without hearing the name OpenSea. And if you're not familiar with the concept of what OpenSea is, OpenSea is by far the most dominant marketplace at the moment for NFTs. It is primarily the, the number one spot where you're going to find NFTs from the Ethereum ecosystem being resold. And as far as dollar volume and what they're actually doing, the number of transactions and everything, I would say the only thing that even competes to that as far as uh, what it's doing uh, sure size of scale is wax but again if you've listened to my episodes about wax that is really just a different animal altogether so they're not even really direct competition with each other wax is the, by far the king of nfts the number of nfts and the trades and the swapping and the gaming and everything that's going on over there but as far as really uh, collecting nfts and where uh, this quote-unquote fine art lives for the most part is ethereum and it's going to end up at OpenSea. Now, OpenSea offers a lot of tools for creators and collectors to, to really sell their things. And if you really think about um, eBay, that is probably the best example of what NF, uh, what OpenSea is. Because not only can you have a buy now price, meaning whatever price that you want to sell it for, you can list it for that and someone can purchase it for that. But they also have auctions. So they're pioneering a lot of different things. They're putting some things together and they're really the first mover into the space. It's always easy to throw darts at the, the biggest target, but I really want to say that I don't see them being the number one dominant uh, player in this space for the, the life of Web3, however long actually that will be. I don't know if this is going to last for another year or two, their dominance in the market. But 10 years from now, I would not expect them to have such a, a large size of the market for NFTs. Uh, speaking of eBay, a lot of people forget that before Amazon became this behemoth that it is now, it's it's inconceivable to think that they were second fiddle to eBay. And that's really what got me into the whole e-commerce space. I was selling my friend's junk on eBay. And, you know, when I discovered eBay in the ninth grade, my friend told me about it. And I just could not imagine uh, that it would not be number one anymore because, you know, everything flowed through eBay. I mean, their businesses started overnight and there was just so much going on. And I really had the time of my life during that time just uh, learning the whole uh, internet e-commerce space through ebay it also taught me very valuable lessons just because you are first in the space you are the biggest you are the king you're the goliath that does not mean that you're going to maintain market dominance don't listen to these people ricky you're a winner you've got the gift always remember if you ain't first you're last if you ain't first you're last so today I'm going to discuss five reasons why I think OpenSeas will not be the uh, number one uh, market leader uh, indefinitely. I think they will be surpassed by someone or another company, I should say. I don't know exactly what platform that's going to be or how that's going to take place, but I don't really see them maintaining the share that they have currently. And the first reason is uh, one major problem that they're having is with scammers. When a lot of these uh, projects are being minted and what have you, and I already discussed on the bad apples, if you will, that are in this NFT community that are creating fake websites to look like the real thing and they're really uh, spamming links and what have you and trying to get people out of their money. Well, OpenSea has not really done a very good job of protecting the consumer um, as far as, you know, uh, weeding out these uh, imposters or these cloned um 
uh, projects that are just basically taking screenshots and stealing the the art itself, but they're not the real projects and they're separate contracts and what have you. And this space, since it is so new, of course, you know, we're making this stuff up as we go along. We're learning, we're fixing the problems. Basically, we're breaking things and fixing them in the same day and many times. And this space is just moving really fast. However, you know, people that are coming to the space that are so excited about what's going on, they might not be fully educated on how to uh, look at the official links going to Discord or going to the Twitter page and finding the official uh, mints and official um, projects and collections on OpenSea. They don't verify that account until they actually have sold quite a bit considerably. And by then, a lot of times, the, the fakes have made um, millions of dollars. And it, it's just absolutely uh, ridiculous as to see what's going on. And I really think that one thing that they could do to help to protect uh, new uh, individuals that are coming to the space but might not be so familiar. And trust me, even experienced people have been fooled. And I shared uh, how I almost uh, lost my shirt over on Solano uh, during a similar thing but i know personally a lot of people have come into the space through open seas on ethereum uh trying to get some nfts and they turned out to be fakes and you know it's i don't think they do a very good job of protecting it i i mean i'm talking about people that are experts and thought leaders within the space now they have been fooled so people that are coming in it might be their first nft there there definitely uh, is some risk and uh what i think open can do is for these creators when they have their uh, Twitter and their their discords and what have you to just have some kind of way to link it to the profile without necessarily depending solely on the the blue check mark after getting a certain amount of sales because if you can link back to the official Twitter the official discord and such right from the profile I think that would do some uh, a little bit of damage control however uh, to this point it's not really um, uh, connected or verified in that way it's all dependent on the volume of sales and the team is really just overloaded with requests and different things so it is a slow process so that's just one major area where I can see for improvement number two is I think that there is a heavy reliance on ETH and um, Ethereum and that network and as far as the high gas prices it's absolutely ridiculous sometimes you know we're talking about you might see a low mint especially when ETH is down for let's say $65 or so and then you're going to pay 150 or more for the gas fees to get that so in reality uh, a novice might think okay great i have the 65 dollars worth of eth i can get these uh, nfts but then once the gas fees are factored in it's just like oh you can't get it so i think ethereum is a great thing i think they're doing uh, some just uh, innovative things in the space however again being first mover is not necessarily the best thing meaning that you're going to have the dominance and right now what we're seeing with the gas prices it really is pretty ridiculous i won't lie and what i will also say the learning curve to get into it would be i would say number three as to why i don't see OpenSea uh, maintaining their dominance for a person to actually set up a MetaMask, understand that, transferring the ETH, being able to calculate the gas fees and all those things. That's really sort of an expert crowd, whereas a platform such as Wax or even um, Tezos or or just any other ones with, or Nifties or something with more of a curated sort of uh uh, a wallet where these NFTs are being stored. Now, I understand if it's not your keys, it's not your NFT. That's what a lot of uh, traditionalists, people that really understand the space will say. 
However, new people coming in, as far as where the masses are going to go, it is a steep curve to learn how to set up MetaMask and transfer uh, the ETH in there and then learning that is where your NFTs will be stored. And it, it is sort of a, a, a problem, I won't lie. And it, it's difficult as far as a newbie or even to explain that or walk someone through the steps of doing that. It's very hard to do, especially without visuals. If you're just, say, talking to someone over the phone and telling them what to do, it's not the easiest task. And the next reason what I'll say is why I definitely do not think that they are going to maintain this whole space is the whole second mover thing, right? A lot of people say you have the first mover advantage, you come in, there's a land grab, they take up the market share and everything. However, just as I explained, eBay was the number one dominant marketplace. Now look at eBay compared to Amazon. It mean Amazon is miles ahead, completely ran laps around eBay. And eBay is a afterthought for a lot of people today. Most people have never even made a purchase on eBay. Now they think of e-commerce, they think of buying something online, they automatically think uh, Amazon and maybe four, five, six other websites before they even think of eBay. But once upon a time, e-commerce was eBay. They were like synonymous. A lot of people don't even remember that PayPal and eBay at one point were uh, the same company and they were they were just tied to the hip. And they, really, there was so much dominance with eBay in the marketplace. And there's a saying in marketing is that you can tell the pioneers in the space, they're the ones with all the arrows in their backs. And then the second movers that come in, they learn from all the mistakes that the first movers did and they uh, iterate on it. They build upon it. They learn from those mistakes and they implement uh, all their uh, the new uh, lessons on top of it, and they start from the the downfalls of the first mover. So being first in the space does not necessarily mean that you'll always be the greatest, right? And we can even look at Apple, for example. Really, Apple did not invent the personal computer. Apple did not invent laptops, MP3 players, tablets, uh, smartwatches, or any of the things that really Apple is known for today, even streaming music. You know, a lot of people think of all these services. Well, they either bought those technologies, they licensed them, they came in, they iterated on it, they learned from other people's mistakes. They, I mean, a lot of things. They bought from a lot of small companies that we don't even know the names of today. Believe it or not, a lot of Apple's core uh, computing stuff that really put them on the map was it came from Xerox. And a lot of people don't even know that. Like, who thought of Xerox at this point? You know, the photocopy company? Yes, they were the ones, a lot of that technology that really put Apple on the map back in the 80s. That's where it came from. And then the MP3s and everything, the iPods really saved Apple. And they were probably, I don't know, maybe the 200th MP3 player, probably even more. I'm just throwing out a huge number uh, on the market. And yeah, you know, they were cool and what have you. It's all marketing. But basically, they just learned from it. And even tablets, tablets were on the market forever. So just being the first one in the space does not mean that you are best positioned to uh, just maintain that dominance forever. And the fifth and final reason why I think OpenSeas is really going to uh, struggle long term and some hurdles that they have is just centralization in general. This whole Web3 space is uh, really built on decentralization and giving the little guy the power and spreading it out across the network and what have you. And right now, such a major dominant market player uh, controlling such a huge part of the market is very, uh, I would guess you'd say, against the spirit of Web3. And trust me, I'm not saying or knocking them or or really um, uh, criticizing them for this because at the end of the day, if I was the one who started the company, I would probably be in the same situation. Just, you know, <laughs> so I'm not 
knocking the hustle, if you will. All I'm saying is, it, for example, their CFO has just hinted at the fact that they might do an IPO and, and, and different things. And we're going back to the old way of doing things. And a lot of people that are in this NFT space, crypto and all that, they're so against that stuff that I think in the long term, the long run of things, the bigger picture, I don't think a centralized marketplace for these NFTs is going to be the solution for everybody. And I think it's going to decentralized. I think there's going to be many marketplaces. I think as we build and we iterate, we can probably figure out ways how to connect our Twitter accounts with our MetaMask, be able to swap NFTs and do all this stuff uh, through uh, different um, avenues and not just solely depending on a central marketplace. So overall, I think this is going to be probably the biggest challenge that they have because really the people coming into this space and their business model are sort of uh, at odds against each other. They're not very compatible. So I'm curious to really see how this is going to play out, how this is going to work. And if nothing else, I mean, I'm just glad to have front row seats to see how this is going to uh, happen because <laughs> I'm going to learn some valuable in, uh, lessons from it. And if nothing else, I'll have some great content to cover because how they uh, manage these rough waters as a business, it's going to be very interesting and something that we can all learn from. So what are your thoughts? Do you think open OpenSea will be the dominant player for, let's say, two, three years from now. What do you think? Do you think other players are going to come in? Where do you currently buy your NFTs or where do you look around? Uh, what are your thoughts on the space? Do you see anything up and coming? I would love to know. So just reach out to me. My contact information is in the show notes. So as usual, I will see you in the next one. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.